Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. We're going to continue today in a series called Circular. Everything is connected. Now last week, if you get a chance, go on the, the website, facecity.tv, and you can go under Michigan campus to messages and hear that message again. It was the introduction of where we're going today. And it's really talking about the body, the spirit, and the soul. And so we're three-part being, a triumph being, just like God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He made us after his image. And so we are a body. And we, we live in this body with a spirit. That's who we are. And we're going to talk about that more next week. And then we have a soul, which I'll tell you that soul is really dynamic. And depending on, on the health of that soul, everything kind of gets steered that way. And we're going to talk about that the last Sunday of the month. But today I want to talk about the body. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 139. Starting with verse 13, it says, this is talking about God now making us. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Isn't this beautiful? He says, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Verse 17. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. God has precious thoughts for you. God had precious thoughts before they had a line of like ceramic dolls, right? Isn't that like a line, precious thoughts or something like that? Precious moments, close enough, right? It shows you how many porcelain dolls and things I I collect. Thanks again, honey, for your correction. I love you so much. But he has precious thoughts towards us. You know, the word precious means of great value. It means greatly loved and treasured. Now, think about this. God sees you with great value. Now, for some of us, we look in the mirror and we're like, come on, seriously? Yes, he sees you to have worth, to have value. You are greatly loved and treasured by God. This isn't a mamby-pamby gospel. This is the truth. How many have children in here? When you look at your children, even on the worst day, don't you love the heck out of them? I mean, aren't they treasured to you? Don't you love them? Don't you see great value in their life? You know, sometimes the issues we have with our children are they aren't measuring up to their full potential. And so I believe God looks at us as his children and he goes, man, there's so much more potential because I put that potential in you, but I love you despite your falling short. You are greatly loved. And he says that, that you can't even number the precious thoughts he has about you. That is absolutely beautiful. But I want to talk about this today because he's describing not just the spirit, who you are. He's describing how he built our bodies. Your body is important to God. And if it's important to God, then maybe it should be important to us. Amen. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love towards us. We thank you for the precious thoughts that are innumerable that you have about us. I pray today that as we move into this series a little bit further called Circular, that everything's connected, that we, would, we wouldn't feel condemned or down. It's tough sometimes to talk about the body, but it's definitely worth it. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're leading my words today. And again, that nobody would leave feeling condemned, but we would leave empowered, encouraged, exhorted, knowing that you love us no matter what. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So earlier this week, I was in the office, and we had the the doorbell ring. And so a UPS guy shows up. Now, how many love when UPS shows up? Whenever UPS shows up or FedEx, it's like, yeah, it's Christmas again, right? There's, there's always a box and a gift, and I open it, and it's like, oh, it's just batteries for the sound department. Who cares, right? I'm looking for something cool for me. But the UPS guy comes, and he, we open the door, and he's like, hey, what's up? And it wasn't the regular guy that runs the route. It was another guy that fills in sometimes. Now, I know this guy from the gym, okay? Now, every time this guy sees me, he says, hey, man, you been to the gym? And so he, he, we opened the door and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And this is his life, you know? He only knows me from the gym. He's like, hey, you been to the gym? And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, he says, so are, are you working out? I'm like, well, actually, I said I, I canceled my membership at the gym to save some money and I've got a, a workout area at home. So as you can see, it's working out really well. And so he goes, well, you're at least eating right, right? Like keeping that diet out. And I said, what's that? What's that? Means I haven't really been doing the diet and the exercise thing. And I thought to myself, I'm like, hey, Mr. Judgy, why are you asking me all these questions? What I wanted to say is, hey, have you been to my church where you can learn not to judge people and point your fingers? That's what I wanted to say, (laughs) but I didn't. I said, hey, bro, good to see you. You know what? You're actually helping me out because I'm 14 days into this year now, and I think I might have worked out once when I helped someone move something. And I I think I might have eaten a piece of kale that fell into my mashed potatoes or something. So I'm doing really well. Like, I'm trying my best. Do you feel me? Yeah, right, right. But we need to do something. The body's important. And it's a tough scenario, isn't it? It's tough to talk about this. But I want to talk about this today, really two facets of the body. And the first is this, our physical body. Because at the beginning of the year, most of the time, we, I'm telling you, I would say, I would venture to say that 85 to 90% of New Year's resolutions have something to do with the physical body. I mean, all of us are like, okay, clean slate, I'm getting started. And then the first comes and we're like, well, it's kind of a holiday, so maybe tomorrow, right? And then that slides into Friday, we're like, I don't know what happened, but Monday, I'm telling you, Monday. And then my daughter and I have this thing, we're like, by camping, By camping, we are going to be ready to go to the beach. And I'm never ready. So I just, I'm at the beach. Next year. We say next year. But we all all struggle with this and we all deal with this. So, you know, some people could go, well, I don't want you judging me. and, And I've got physical issues and I have medical problems. And I get that. I'm not here to put anyone down today. There's a specific reason we're talking about the physical body. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my what? In my body, whether life or by death. So he wants Christ to be honored in his body, whether by life or by death. How do we honor God in our body? So here's three truths about the body. Number one, Health matters. Say that with me. Health matters. 
you know, it's, again, it's a, it's a touchy subject. This can sound like a, a cruel thing to talk about because people are very sensitive about this, and I get that. It'd be so much easier to preach about something that someone else struggles with. Look at that person. Yeah, they drink a little too much. He gossips a lot. Mm, yeah, I heard he cheats on his taxes. We find all these things and we, and we try to pin them on because we don't want to talk about, you know, because you know what? Potlucks are fun. For Christians, we love to eat, but sometimes we don't make good choices, me included. So I want to talk about this, but I understand it's a very sensitive subject. I mean, speaking of being sensitive, there was this husband who forgot his wife's birthday. So he promised her that he would get her something the very next day. He says, baby, I'm sorry, I forgot, it's kind of late, but tomorrow I will get you something for your birthday. And she said to him, all I know is that tomorrow morning, when I get up, there better be something in the driveway that can go from zero to 200 in less than four seconds. So she gets up the next morning and she looks outside and there's this gift that's wrapped. It's beautiful. And he goes, oh my gosh, she puts on a robe and she runs out and she picks it up and unwraps it and it's a bathroom scale. Oh. Now, zero to 200 in less than four seconds. But, but here's the thing. But here's the thing, that's, that's a sensitive subject, right? And this guy, he, he didn't see his wife for about a week, and then slowly one eye started, to, the swelling started to go down, and he could see her a little bit better. But why is that the response we have? Because we're sensitive about weight. We all are. But it goes further than just the weight. It's about our health, and health matters to God. It should matter to us. Now, a lot of times we'll use a scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. It says, bodily exercise profits little. And we'll stand on that. You know what, brother, man? I'll tell you what, I don't have time to work out. Why? Man, I'm spending so much time in the word and just praying. You know, I don't, I don't have time for that stuff. And I get it. The word is important. Prayer is important. You know, the practices of being a believer, the practices of Christianity are important. But I really think that this verse is not saying that it doesn't matter, so just throw it out. You shouldn't diet. You shouldn't exercise. I think in its context, it's a temporal understanding, as in bodily exercise profits for a little time while you're here. It's not saying don't do it. It doesn't matter. It's saying do it while you're here. This body's temporal. How many know this, that bodily exercise won't result in you living forever in this body? But that doesn't mean that we just throw it out. It's important to exercise. It's important to eat right. So consider these two words, diet and exercise. And I'm not going to lay out a plan for you today. You have to know how your body works and how it ticks. But without a show of hands, how many have thought, you know, I need to do something different this year that makes me a healthier person? I think it's worth it because when we don't, it could lead to early death. It could lead to disease, discomfort, and tiredness, depression, and anxiety, all these things can happen. And last week, we touched on the fact that number two, our body is a temple. How many know our body is a temple? The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? And he says this in verse 20, For you have been bought with a the price, therefore glorify God in your body. Does it say glorify God in your spirit? It says glorify God in your body. 
The previous verse says, honor God with your body. What does that look like? Well, for you, it could be different than me. I mean, I just, I made up my mind a while back that I'm not a fitness model. I don't get paid to do that for a living. None of us have to be fitness models or, you know, personal trainers. But what about making a few decisions to be healthier? This is why. Do you know that when this body dies, you're no longer attached to this earth? How many knew that? Well, if you didn't, you know today. When you die, you're no longer here, right? And so it's important if we die early, your potential, your gifts, and your calling die with you. What has God called you to? What is your purpose in life? So this isn't pastor looking down his nose at anybody specifically. If you think I'm staring directly at you, I'm not. I might as well just look at the ceiling. That way no one feels uncomfortable. But I can even look at myself and go, wow, Andy, there's some things that you should deal with in your body so that you're healthy. Because you know what? You may not even die physically early, but sometimes things in your life can die. I mean, there's people who they suffer so much they can barely interact with people. How do you bring the gospel to people, the kingdom of God, his love and salvation to people? Do you hear my heart this morning? So I'm not getting on people who are overweight. I'm talking more about health. Where is your health so that you can pursue the purpose that God has for you? Now, I don't want to step on any theological toes this morning, but I want us to address this. I think this is the issue with the theology that God wants you in heaven. There's a lot of songs written about my home is in heaven and we got to get to heaven. And there's some eschatology that says the world's getting worse. Come get me, Lord, please. But you realize that when, when Jesus was resurrected, that he reconciled the world, brought the world into favor with himself, including creation. And we as good stewards of the kingdom are to continue expanding that kingdom until he comes again to usher in a new earth. Where were Adam and Eve placed? I know it was a garden, but where was the garden located when he created them? East of Eden. Eden. That's great. That's very specific. But what planet? Earth. Earth. Hmm. So God created humanity and put them on earth. All I'm saying is maybe, just maybe, our goal isn't to get to heaven. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a heaven. I'm not saying it's not maybe a holding place or how that works. How many have died recently? Okay, I'm not sure how that all works, but I know this. He created this for earth, and I want to stay here as long as I can because I see, I see the outflow of his gifts and his goodness and his grace when I allow them to flow through me, and it reaches people. It changes their hearts. It transforms their lives. I'm not saying, God, please come. Take me out of here. i got to go home. I'm saying, this is my home. I'll take care of people. I'll take care of the poor, the needy, the widows, the orphans, my planet. Why? Because you created me and put me here. Do you follow me? See, if we have this attitude, we're not trying to get away. We actually go, wow, so then my body is important because if I die early, what about all that potential and those gifts and that calling that you've called me to? So what if earth is our home? What if we're we're not meant to try to get out of here? Now, am I saying there's no afterlife? Of course there's afterlife. There's eternity. We live in time. I know this, that here on earth and all through eternity, I have life with God, whether in this body or just in spirit with my new body. How many would agree with that? But my point is, let's stop trying to get out of this place that he put us in. Let's be the change agents. If we do that, then we might go, wow, maybe what I'm doing to my body is not helping the kingdom of God right now. Amen? 
We're told in the scriptures that God doesn't live in temples made with human hands. Why? Because he lives within us. And Paul says that we should be a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice, a living sacrifice. So I think it's important that we see value in our body, that we take care of our body, and that we offer our bodies freely to our Father to expand the kingdom way of life. Amen? Number three, my body was created by God for God. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Is everyone okay so far? You're not offended at me. If you are, will you forgive me? Okay. Oh, wow. We'll talk later, bro. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. um, It says, we'll start with 15. It says, we look at this sun and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun, S-O-N, and see God's original purpose in everything created. Listen to this. For everything absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him, in who? Christ. And look at this, and finds its purpose in him. We find our purpose in Christ. That's the whole reason that we need to stay on this planet to introduce others to the purpose they have in Christ. There's a father who loves you. He desires relationship with you. And you don't even know that he loves you. He wants you in the family. And then Christ has a purpose for your life. It says he was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church... He organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. Now, this is absolutely beautiful. Christ, now we got to think of this. How many know that Christ was not Jesus' last name? It wasn't Jesus Christ, Mary Christ, and Joseph Christ. That wasn't their last name. Christ means the anointing, the anointed one. It's the anointing. That very anointing resides in the inside of you. This is beautiful. That very anointing, it allows you every day when you wake up, to wake up. It holds your body together. It holds the world together. I mean, every breath you take, think about that. Every move you make, every, wait, that's a song, but it's true. Every breath you take, every move you make, he's there with you. He holds you together. The very cells, the nucleus of who you are, Jesus Christ, the word became flesh. The word holds you together. That should show you how much he wants to be with you. You wouldn't exist without him. You see, God created each one of us, and he did so with a purpose. What is that purpose? To bear his image to the world. You're an image bearer of God. That's who you are. When when you go about to work and shopping and in school and church and in the community and a restaurant, every time you go, you should see yourself as a bearer of God. You bear his light his love, his goodness, his grace, that anointing is all over you. And sometimes we can get so caught up in day-to-day stuff, we forget that. I do. But I'll tell you what, it's so fulfilling when you find opportunities, when you listen to the voice of the Spirit, a still, small voice, and you can be in line somewhere or just going through town or at work, and he gives you the small word and you minister to someone, you smile to someone, you pay for their stuff in line, and you say, God bless you, God loves you. These little things, you're just showing a little bit of light. You're bearing his image to the world. And this is what we do. And it's not really a job. See, if it's a J-O-B, then we're like, okay, God, I'll, uh, I'll put in my time, I'll punch the clock. But 
we have the anointing in us and we're bearing his image. If we see that, how differently would we move and act and respond and how differently would we take care of our body? I'm talking to myself. Pastor Andy, get with it. Okay, you heard it out of my own lips. I need to get with it because I don't want to die early. I want to be here as long as I can in this earth to bear his image. How many would say amen to that? But I love it. He says, and when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. Here's three truths we looked at today. Health matters. Our body is a temple. And we were made by God for God. That's the physical body. That's the importance of seeing the physical body to us as important and something that we should maybe consider a diet change, maybe consider just some movement. Amen? I know this isn't easy. Let's shift a little bit. We're talking about the physical body. I want to talk about the body of Christ. That's us, the body of Christ. We talked about the physical body, and I do believe this, that as our, our physical bodies are healthy, as we're healthy in understanding of our spirit and as we're healthy in our soul, that translates into a body of Christ that is healthy. Amen? And so if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25 and 26, it really breaks it down. It says, The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. Now, you might be here and go, you know what? Okay, Pastor, I get it. We, many of us understand this already. The question is, do we really? I mean, many times myself, I, I have to personally refocus on the meaning of church. First of all, the church is people, it's not a building. Now, I get it when we say, hey, you going to church? What we mean is, are you going to that building at 806 Main Street or somewhere else in the community? But really, how many know we're the church? The church is the body of Christ. And secondly, it's this idea of the why, the how, and the what concerning the church, concerning the body of Christ. I have to ask these questions, and I'm a pastor. I think all of us sometimes have to refocus on this. So do you see it? Everything we do centers around Jesus Christ. We're partnering together as his image bearers. And what do we do? We bring kingdom life to this world. We bring hope and healing, deliverance, and salvation to the world. And you're thinking, well, I, I thought Jesus did that. He did. Now he lives in you, and you bear that salvation inside you. How can people know about it if you don't tell them? Amen? Can I get an amen? How can people know if you don't tell them? But it shouldn't be a hard thing where like, okay, I got to find an opportunity. I got to sum up. It should be natural. Because some of us, man, we go into crisis evangelism mode. And then it gets really weird and it gets really off. I mean, you can go through YouTube. You can go all over the place and find people who are preaching some really crazy stuff. They're, they're bringing fear to people's hearts and they're trying to fear people into the kingdom instead of real, natural, authentic relationship with your heavenly father. It's so good that it just like flows out of you. People see it. People hear it from your mouth because what you believe is going to come out of your mouth, right? So this comes out of your mouth and they go, wait, wait, wait. God loves me? I thought he was angry with me. And he's looking for a way to punish me. 
Uh, yeah, well, we could take s- several verses out of context and do that. I can put together old McDonald messages all day long, here, verse, there, verse, everywhere, verse, verse, and I can create any theology I want, but I'm telling you right now, God is love. Amen. He desires relationship with you, and the Bible says that his kindness draws us to repentance. Repentance is changing our mind. God is trying to change your mind, first of all, about him, who he is, what he's all about. Secondly, change your mind about yourself, how he sees you. And we have people walking around, even who call themselves Christians, who don't know who they are. They look at the physical body, they look at the actions, and like, that's who I am. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's next week, spirit, who you really are. But it's important that we understand that we are the bearers of light, of good news, of salvation, because we have the very Christ within us. Isn't that awesome? Romans 12, verses 4 and 5, it says, Each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Guess what? As humanity... We, we want to feel needed. We want to feel wanted. This is just what it is. We can put up a facade and act like I'm a loner, but th- that, that just gets weird. We're meant to do things together. But you realize it says that these members do not all have the same function? Th- this is a big deal. Because how God works with and works through you might be different than how he works with and works through me. Does that make sense? Even the way he deals with me can be different than how he deals with you. How many know that when we have kids, if you have several kids, they have different personalities, and I've found that I can't deal with each one exactly the same. If I try to do a cookie cutter, I could lose one, the other understands. You have to mold things around. Even discipline has to be catered towards that personality so you don't crush their spirit, so you're ministering out of love. You're not punishing for their past. You're, you're training them for their future. That's how God works with us. So he works differently with each one of us, but even your gifts and your calling are different than mine. Some people would be terrified to get up and on this stage behind a pulpit and speak. Well, maybe that's not your gifting. Maybe that's something that, that I should do, and, and I try to get better at doing that so I can explain myself and, and I can articulate correctly so you understand the gospel, understand his love for you. But maybe you're different than me. Most likely you are. So how does that play out? we got to stop looking at people and saying, you know, if you're a little more like me, What? If you're a little more like me, if you serve God the way I do, uh, how about this? You look at people and go, if I was a little more like them. And God is there right next to you saying, be who I made you to be. Operate in the gifts I've given you to operate in. Love people the way I've asked you to love them. Present the gospel the way that I've asked you to present the gospel. Not everybody can be Reverend Michael Lusk and and go and do open-air meetings to 20,000 people. That's okay. What if you fully affected 12 people in your lifetime for the gospel? That's just as good as preaching to 20,000. But are we we actually uh, affecting that area of influence that we have that God has put us in? Stop comparing yourself to others. Even when it comes to your body, today we're talking about just being healthy. We need to have a healthy physical body, and the body of Christ needs to be healthy as well. Stop comparing yourself to others. Are you healthy? Go to the doctor. 
Get the test. See where you are. Pray and believe God for those things that they say there's no answer to. And the rest, use wisdom. Does that make sense? And so it's important because it's not just our physical body all by ourselves out here. Much of what the church is supposed to do can happen only when we function as a team. So we need everybody. Corinthians tells us that God has set the members in the body as it has pleased him. I love this verse because, you know, for me as a pastor, sometimes I've literally, I've put people in wrong places. Because maybe I see something like, ooh, they, they do great over here. But then they face burnout because that wasn't where they're supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying that as mature believers, we can't fill a void or a space or volunteer for something at times that maybe isn't our forte. That's okay. But do you realize that God places us? This is wild to me is that God causes the growth. God gives us the gift. God saves us. God places us where it pleases him to place us. And then sometimes we try to take control of everything instead of letting him have the control of it. Now, we all have something to do, amen? But we can only do it through his love and through his grace. Again, much of what the church is supposed to do can happen only when we function as a team. In Acts chapter 9, verse 31, And so it was that the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had a time of peace. Now, this is beautiful to me because if you look at, at Judea, I mean, this was a bustling area. The capital, Jerusalem, and the temple were there. I mean, this beautiful place. And then you go further north and you have Galilee where Nazareth was, the town of irrelevance and nothing. You know, Jesus came from that town. People say, what good can come out of Nazareth or Galilee? And right in the middle, you have Samaria. This is a place where the Gentiles and Jews had intermarried and had children. There was a bunch of racism going on. They call them half-breeds and mixed-breeds. And there was all these issues going on. But did you see what it says? In all these areas, they had a time of peace. See, when the church functions correctly, there should be unity and peace. It's not about colors of skin. It's not about social status. It's not about the haves and the have-nots. It's everyone together functioning together in unity and peace by who the Holy Spirit. It goes on to say, through the help of the Holy Spirit, it was strengthened and grew in numbers as it lived in reverence for the Lord. What is reverence? It's respect. It's people getting together and say, you know what? I respect what Jesus said. Jesus said to love my enemies. He said to pray for those who despitefully use you. Think about this. Walk in love, walk in peace. I believe in the way of Jesus. You know, in early times, they just call it the way. People of the way. The way we walk. Peace, restorative justice, mercy, goodness. Read Matthew 5. It it walks you through how it should look. So this is what it should look like when we're in unity. What happens, though, when we realize the importance of our part as the church, as an individual part of the body of Christ? And let me say something. I don't say this a lot, but whether you're here this morning or you're listening to the podcast or the message online, let me say something. Hear my heart. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. But going to church is important. Now, how many know that we're a church who isn't legalistic? I mean, I, I strive to make sure there's no legalism because that just leads to performance and burnout and you see God wrong and off and it just never works out. But let me tell you something. This local body is important to you. And in 2018, I really want us to look at what is my part in this body. 
Because some of you are the hands. Some of you are the feet, the arms, the legs. And when you're not here, we can't function correctly. You hear my heart? We need to see validity. We need to see that this is the body of Christ and this is a great place to come and help people. I, I talk all the time about Sunday mornings. Is, well, you know, I, I need a little Holy Ghost goosebump or I need a little encouragement so I'll go to church today. We should be coming to church Sunday morning celebration of life through the week to look for people who are looking for our Father. That's why we're here. Now, for some of us, we go through a season, maybe we're hurt and broken, we need to get refreshed. I understand that. So come in every Sunday and get refreshed. Listen to the podcast over and over and over again. Not because Pastor Andy's so eloquent at speaking, but what I'm saying, it's not about that. It's about the Word of God, Jesus Christ, transforming our life. It's renewing our mind. That's where transformation comes in. In the last several months, I just keep getting this in my spirit and in my heart that 2018 is the year of relationships. And we're making good on that. We have so many things that we're putting out there, opportunities for you, but you have to take that opportunity. Because I believe this, when you see the importance of being an individual part of the body of Christ, what happens? Number one, you will likely have a new or renewed attitude about church. Why do I go to church? You'll renew the attitude and go, wow, sure, I receive and get blessed, but man, there's people there who need my gifts who need my calling. I'm part of this body. we got to look at it as a body. And if you're gone, I mean, if there's an eyeball gone, we can't see correctly. If there's a hand gone, we can't reach as many people. Do you follow? Do you see my heart this morning? So we get a renewed attitude about church. Number two, the church will begin to change. The dynamic will change. It isn't coming in and going, oh, it's all about me. It's coming in and going, man, it's all about people. Now, don't seek them out weird or anything, but it's all about people. And then, and then when you walk out the door, you actually get bummed like, man, man, I really wanted to minister to someone today. Lord, I think you're, you're bringing hurting and broken people into this house so I can minister to them. I want that. I desire that for this place. I don't want a bunch of church transfer. Man, I want people who, who know they're hurt. They know they're broken. They're looking for hope. They're looking for healing because we have it here. And it's all because of Jesus. It's what he's done. It's the love of the Father will transform hearts. It will heal us, body, soul, and spirit. I really want us to get to the point where we get so close and tighten it together that when people come in, they're like, wow, this is family. My family's not even as close as this. Can I be part of this? And we're like, absolutely. That's why we are here. Do you hear my heart this morning? And I believe what happens, number three, as our church gets healthier, it will have a greater impact on our community and those around us. So again, 2018, it's the year for building relationships. But how many know this? You can't build relationships unless you step in. We can provide 100 opportunities for relationship, but if you don't step into that, it won't happen. I've had people who... I mean, this happens. I talk to pastors all over, like people just leave the church and a lot of them say, yeah, I had no connection. 
And time and time again, I'm like, so did we not offer enough? Did we not do enough? But those same people, I've talked to several pastors, like it's funny because those same people are the very ones that, that literally they know firsthand that they've asked these people over and over, join us for this, come and do that. Nope, nope, I can't, I can't, I'm busy, I can't, I can't. And then they go, there's no connection here. Right. Well, there's no connection if you don't connect. Right. Are you guys receiving this today? Next week's going to be fluffy and great in spirit. But my point is that as we offer these opportunities, step into them. I want this to be a place that we look forward to coming to and ministering to people, joining with friends, people of like faith and unity, and growing together. So in saying that, here's some of the opportunities we have coming up. February 25th. We have soups, chili, and stews, potluck. And you go, is that spiritual? Absolutely, because we're spirit beings. So we're going to come together. If you've got like a great soup recipe, a chili or stew, then sign up for it. And the rest of us can bring sides. I'm great at sides. i got some crackers to go in the soup. But it's not just about the food. You're like, Pastor, you're talking about the body. You just said diet, and now we're having chili. Okay, it can be healthy chili. All right, healthy soup. But February 25th, we're going to do that after service. So see guest service for item sign-up. And you know what? Everyone is invited. I encourage you to come out. Here's other ways that we can share. We have the Fenton Expo coming up. This expo is huge. We run the kids zone. There's four to 5,000 people that come through a year, and they come through in the displays. But we run the kids zone. It's inflatables. It's games. And we have a table set up, and we give away candy. Isn't that what every parent wants? Hop them up on candy. We give away candy. We give away invite cards. We love people. We smile at people. We pray for people if they allow us to. But we're there in the community doing outreach. This is another way that you can help. You can help either through volunteership or donations. Because every year, we try to put money into it to make it bigger and better. We have printing. We have you know, displays. Um, we sponsor the bikes. We give away a boy's and a girl's bike. And that's through the chamber. That's a sponsorship of $500. You might say, you know what, Pastor, I got that. Here's the 500 bucks. Just put it in the offering. Put sponsorship bikes for Expo. See, you can help by giving or volunteering. But I really encourage you to volunteer because it's not just about, well, I'll come and I'll watch a bunch of kids bounce around a bounce house. It's relationship building with community and with those in your church community, finding out who they are, what they're about. You never know what this could lead to in a relationship. It could be a lifetime friend who helps you through all types of things. We have the exciting Easter event, another outreach that we do. We have another church family potluck. Man, we got a lot of potlucks going on here. April 22nd, uh, we've got Cinco de Mayo Mexican potluck party. Come on, say whoop, whoop. That's on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. That's May 5th, right? Check this out. An all-church work day, June 2nd. You're like, work? Yeah. We get to work together to clean things up for the spring and make things look nice and prepare, but you also build relationship. Concerts in the park. They put this on in Fenton. It's every Thursday, June 7th through August 30th, so we can bring our lawn chairs, grab an ice cream, well, yogurt, and, and have fun together, right? Bring some granola or something. I don't know. The point is we're having fun. A Diet Coke. Is that better than regular Coke? Probably not. You all know. See, that was a test. But it's coming together. It's hanging out. The Incredibles 2, Family Movie Day, June 23rd. Woohoo! Family Canoe Day. How many love the canoe? That's four of you. We have a Family Canoe Day, Saturday, July 21st. Another potluck on August 26th. Man, this is good. 
Us Christians love our potlucks. This is cool. Christmas child shoebox campaign. Yeah, we're doing that this year. We're going to get together. We're going to put together toys for boys and girls, put them in shoeboxes, prepare them, drop them off, and bless children, bless the community. Ladies retreat. When I say men's retreat, I hope it's that loud. I didn't get there yet, guys. Chill. Ladies retreat Friday, October 5th through the 7th. What else? Ooh, another church work day. That's what I like to hear. October 27th, because we got to clean up. We got to maintain. We got to take care of stuff, right? Nutcracker family movie day on November 10th. Yeah? Okay. What about this? Church Christmas decorating. You're like, we just got out of Christmas. I know, but it's not until November 28th. But it takes everyone, right? It takes us as a family doing this. This doesn't include the youth outings, men's outings, more of the ladies' outings that we're going to plan and we continue planning. It doesn't include the life groups through the week. It doesn't include Bible studies and getting together and things like this. This is just part of what we're going to do. In the next couple weeks, make sure you get on the facecity.tv and check out the calendar. Not yet. We haven't updated everything. We'll have this stuff on the calendar and you can follow and see what we're doing. 2018, it's a year for building relationships. Amen? And this is going to bring us closer together so we can develop relationships with each other. But not only that, we start looking out at the world and going, man, we got goodness. We got mercy. We got grace. We got love. We got Christ in us. Let's go and change our community for God. Amen? At this time, I want to ask Devin Smalley to come up here. Amen. He's going to preach for another hour. What's up, bro? I love this man. Uh, we've been talking for the last couple months, and uh, Devin approached me. I love this when people approach me. Which, by the way, let me say this. Uh, that sounded weird, didn't it? Nobody approaches me. When they approach me with something on their heart. I do want to put this out there, though. I'd really like to get going with home groups again. How many ever were part of the home groups? Weren't those awesome way back in the day? Um, what I'm looking for, though, is if we could get at least four, maybe six homes you know, people, families who could say, our home's available. Maybe not even to lead it, but to, to allow, maybe you have a space that's big enough. I'd really like to, to rotate those in and out too. And they would only run about six weeks. And it's real easy. It's basically just taking the Sunday message and discussing it together. You know, having some coffee, maybe some uh, cookies or fat-free muffins. I don't know, something. And, and get, it's body. I got I to gotta go there. Next week, it's all sugar. No. But... But the point is, we're looking for homes that can do that. And really, if you rotate out, you only have your, your home maybe used twice a year, maybe three times tops, and we can rotate and have these home groups. Isn't that awesome? But Devin and I were talking for the last few months, and he just came to me, and he said, you know, Pastor, uh, we haven't really had the men's ministry running or doing much. And we've had uh, a lot of conversations about it, some sit-down meetings. And, and uh, he just said, Pastor, I want to lead this out. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So I want you to welcome the newest member of our staff here. Amen. Devin Smalley is now the director of our men's ministry, and I'm so pumped because I don't have to do it. And um, no, but he's got a heart for it. And I mean, just hearing his heart, I'm like, dude, you just go for it, roll with it. But we got something coming up here real soon. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, we, we've got a lot of good things. Um, I first want to say I, I have the luxury of I get to meet and greet a lot of people. I see you when you first come in. I see you when you leave. And what I've told pastor over time is sometimes that, that smile and acknowledgement, as great as it is, isn't enough, um, especially for the men. I personally 
there was a time when I first started coming here, I was five minutes away from the church. And the one thing that I noticed right away that made a difference for me were the men in this church. And the men in this church would stand side by side, uh, be, be men and fathers and husbands, and then turn right back around and kneel and pray next to you or for you. And that was powerful for me at that time yeah. in my life. And what I'm seeing today is it's been just slightly over a year since we've been in this, um, in this building, and there's been a lot of doing over yeah. the last 12 to 14 months. Everyone knows the heart of the women and the men in this church are huge. And we're, we're a church of doers. We, we get out and we do everything we need to do. Uh, but I believe at this time, it is time for relationships. Yeah. It's time to go beyond doing because we all know that we're going to do and, and God's there. But it's, it's also time to play. And yeah. it's also time to get together and fellowship. Amen. Uh, and there's a lot of new faces. We're here for the community. We're in a new location. And I've personally seen a lot of new faces and new families and men come through the door. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not regularly. Maybe you see them once a month or, or every other week, praise God. But at the same time, uh, I'd like to get to know that person. Yeah. And I'd like to rekindle some relationships that, that uh, maybe haven't been there over, over the last few years. Because so. we can't do that just on a Sunday morning. No, it's it's got to be extracurricular, doesn't it? So uh, some of the great uh, things that are coming up, and on January 26th, which is a Friday, uh, it's just kind of going to be a men's meet and greet and pizza night, just for an hour and a half, getting together. Uh, and, I, and let me say this. Gluten-free pizza, maybe? I don't know. There will certainly be some healthy choices there, but <laughs> the food will be anointed, and, and no matter what, it's going to taste good going down. So uh, it may not always be the healthiest That's right. on, the, on the menu, but there, it was going to taste good. Um, so what's going to happen is on, the, on that night of Friday evening, uh, 638, just kind of get together, talk about the, the men's group and what options and things that are coming up. Because my goal is to hear from the men of the church uh, later throughout the year, what are the things that we might want to do? What are some yeah. opinions and some thoughts and suggestions that we can do to get together? Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be on a Friday night. And then even, uh, I'm going to say more urgent because there is a registration involved. We've got the men's retreat coming up. Uh, so that's right. That's going to be awesome. Uh, that's going to be the weekend of April 6th and 8th. There's a sign-up sheet out at guest services for registration or men that are interested to sign up maybe by the first uh, Sunday of February, February 6th. Uh, along with that registration, there's a $25 fee at that time. And I think that whole thing is $119. So the remaining part of that money won't be due until March 18th, but this is going to give us men an opportunity to get together, go have fun, and get some word in it as well, because there's yeah. some guest, spe uh, guest speakers. Yeah, the speakers that yeah, weekend are look, awesome. We, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we picked it specifically for that. But $119, Devin, yeah. for a whole weekend. I hear, ladies, I hear the food's amazing. Here we are with food again, man. Oh, man feast. Air and water. No, man, the man food's feast. amazing. They have zip line. You can swim, yeah. horseback ride, skeet shoot, paintball, rock wall. I mean, it's just a ton of things we can do. $119. Uh, so I, I want to urge you to, if you have any interest, let me know, let Miss Vicky know, and we can get things signed up and get going on yeah. that because I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Uh, next month for February, there's a new movie, Samson movie, that's releasing in mid-month. So on the 23rd, we're going to have a, I call it Movie and Grub. We're gonna, once again, we're going to eat, we're going to go to the movie, and then we're going to grub afterwards. So It's always food. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. So we're gonna we're gonna get together. I'm never gonna that. lose weight, dude. What's that? Never gonna lose weight. 
But it's for Jesus, man. Yeah, that's right. So eat it for Jesus. Yeah. Good stuff going on here. A tiger's game, uh, bowling. We'll do pancakes. Don't tell them everything. Here. Don't tell them everything, man. Yeah, but we got good stuff. I know we do. We but I want I want to be like, what's going on? We're like, you got you got to stick around and find out. Right. right so there's some right. good things though. I'm excited. No, about I look it, man. forward to it. I've seen what's happened over the years. Yeah. Uh, for the different uh, generations of, of men and what's happening today in youth and the guys that you're raising, yeah. I just think you can't do it alone. It, yeah. takes a, it takes a village and it takes a community. Amen. And I think that's what Faith City is all about. That's awesome, bro. Give it up for, give it up for Devin. I'm so excited. Just the beginning stages, folks. And again, thank you so much, Devin. You and your wife are just absolutely amazing. So many amazing people here that run departments and do things behind the scenes that would never be done, you know, because, I mean, the pastor can't do it all. And so it's, it's amazing, everybody who puts their part in. And I, I really believe this, you know, sometimes we struggle for volunteers and for help. And that's just because, like I said earlier, we're not all coming all the time. So get involved more, build relationship, and then eventually we'll start looking outward and helping people in the community, amen? For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.